Thank you, guys. I am going to invite Liz up. If you don't know her, um, this is Liz Stanton. Um, it's been so wonderful just to get to know her a little bit more um, as we've been preparing for this. Before we start, actually, I'd just love to say a huge thank you to every single person who has been brave enough to come up and sit on this stage over this summer. It is not the easiest thing to do. I don't know about anyone else, but I've been very blessed to kind of hear the personal stories of people who have gone before us and have something to share with us. So thank you, Liz. So I'm Liz. Um, I'm married to Paul, who's sitting over there. And we have four children who are all grown up and have left home now. Okay, so, so this morning I've been asked to speak to Liz about the idea of thankfulness and a few people I spoke to actually described Liz as a very thankful person and you have so much of it in your life, not to embarrass you, but um, so my first question is how do you remain thankful in trials and difficulties? Okay, so I had a look to see what thankfulness means to make sure that I was kind of on the right track. And it says um, the feeling of being happy or grateful because of something. Um, and I can be thankful because of Jesus, um, because he died to save me and I have a personal relationship with him. I became a Christian when I was around 15 in my teenage years. Um, I believed in God probably from a very young age. Uh, went to Sunday school, went to church, uh, but it was all kind of head knowledge. It wasn't really in my heart. And then I was thinking, you know, when you're 15, there's probably some people here that are 15 maybe, and you're thinking of life, you're thinking of what uh, exams to take next. And, um, you know, what, what you're going to do in the future. Um, and that was me. I was really thinking a lot. And so I went off to a nurses Christian fellowship summer school, mainly because I was thinking about nursing. And I asked lots of questions about nursing. And in the end, um, I knew what exams to take. And I went to GOS and did my training, uh, nurse training. Became a paediatric nurse. Um, but the other thing that uh, the nurses at this uh, summer school talked about was God. And there was discussion times when we could, um, you know, ask lots of questions. So I asked and asked and asked. And by the end of the week, I knew what it was to really have a relationship with God. And so I, I asked God into my life and um, asked Jesus to be my friend. And I had that start of a personal relationship with Jesus. So, because of that, I can have peace. And because of that, I know God is with me in every circumstance. Um, and so, although I don't, um, I'm not thankful for the difficulties and the trials that I've had in my life, and I'm getting old now, so I've had a few. Um, but, you know, I know he's with me in it. So, I thought I'd just give you a couple of examples, because as I was talking to Jess... Um, I said about an envelope of money uh, dropping through the, um, the 
door um, when we were in financial need and it was anonymous and I was unable to thank the person that dropped it through but God knew what my need was and he, um, I was able to thank him for that. Um, another example was, um, you know, I had four little children and I wasn't actually sure what I was going to give them for tea that night because um, we'd kind of run out and um, run out of food, run out of money. Uh, what was I going to give them? Um, someone knocked on the door and brought in two bags of shopping. You know, praise God. Um, he was looking after me and uh, I knew, knew he was there. And we had gifts of cars when we needed them and... Um, you know, loaned cars, gifts of actual cars that were given to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was very thankful for, um, for everything that God was doing for me. Um, so in trials and difficulties, I know that he's there with me. He doesn't change. He's always there with me. Amazing. Thank you, Liz. So my next question when you're thankful for what you do have, how or why do you share it with others? Um, so, yes, of course, I want to share it with others um, when I'm thankful. So, um, so you know, sometimes God has given me a gift and I've been able to share that gift with, with other people. Um, but also he's given me things in my life. So um, I was able to do nursing. So I, I was able to share... Um, with other people, you know, and help other people and care for other people. Um, and then since then, I've been able to do fostering. So again, I've been able to, you know, open my home to um, little ones and, um, you know, give them somewhere somewhere to be uh, in a safe place. Um, so, you know, share my love with them, with, you know, and with others. Um, Amazing. So... My final question is, how do you express thankfulness in everyday life? It doesn't always have to be with big things. Big things are great, but sometimes it can be with small things as well. Yeah, it can. Um, so I, I really enjoy walking, as uh, some of you might know. And so, um, you know, one of the things when I'm walking is to thank God for his creation and uh, looking around, you know, I love to walk in the, um, in the forest and looking around at the trees um, and, you know, just a little tiny flower or a bird singing, you know, um, all these things, you know, um, it's really good to be able to thank God for. Um, and then, you know, people, people that turn up in my life, I thank God for them as well. And I'm able to, I'm able to actually thank them. It's very easy to, you know, if somebody does something for you that you know they've done for you, um, to forget to thank them. And, you know, really important. And I've always taught my children to write little cards, you know, if somebody had done something nice for us, um, so that they can be thanked. Yeah, um, yeah I was just thinking as well, um, you know, I have covid uh, it's not good. Um, felt really unwell. Didn't want to thank God in it. But I was so thankful that I'd had the vaccines. You know, things like that. You've, you've just got to be thankful. Um, yeah, so I just kind of, to end really, um, there's a psalm that I really like. It's Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. 
My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Liz. Um, thank you. Andrew, do you want to clear the stage? Abel, please stand.
Thank you, band. Good morning. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Christine. Um, if we could have the PowerPoint up, please, Rossi, that'd be great. So this is our last day looking at the culture words. We've looked at four before. We've looked at courageous, genuine, generous, and safe. And today, if you haven't guessed, we're looking at thankful. Uh, I looked up the dictionary definition as well, Liz, and um, I came up with the same one you did, but also a slightly different uh, take on it, being conscious of a benefit received. The definition that we're using in Harvest Church is to, be, to have an attitude of gratitude which shapes our whole lives. In order to think about being thankful this morning, 
um, I want to look at Luke chapter 17, which tells us about an encounter Jesus had with some lepers. And in order to understand this story better, we need to understand a bit about leprosy. So leprosy was a very bad disease. People who had it couldn't be near people who didn't. And if you've had COVID-19, you will have had to quarantine yourself for a few weeks. People who had leprosy had to separate themselves from their friends, their family, quarantine themselves, not just for a few weeks, but for the rest of their lives. Leprosy sufferers had to leave their homes, to leave their families and the people they knew, and they had to live with other leprosy sufferers outside of the villages. They were forbidden to have any contact with people who didn't have leprosy, and they had to ring a bell and shout, unclean, if anyone approached them. There was no cure for leprosy, but people did sometimes get better. And if you thought that you got better, you had to go and show yourself to a priest. And the priest had to look and see what he thought. And if he agreed that you had got better, then you could return to the community. A bit like doing a negative PCR test, really. You're safe now. And Jesus came across many lepers um, when he was here on earth. And in this encounter, Jesus met 10 of them. So Luke 17 tells us, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out. And ringing their bells. They cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. And he looked at them and he said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he'd done. And that man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked him, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. A lovely story, but I have a question. A question that's really important and relevant to our topic today. Why did only one leper come back? What was in the minds of the other nine? Why didn't they return? Why didn't they come back and say thank you as well? I've thought about this a lot, but I'm going to spring this on you. If any of you have got any ideas, shout them out really loud so that I can hear. So anyone got any ideas why the nine lepers didn't come and say thank you? They forgot. Thank you, Sean. They went back to their families. They didn't realize, was that? Thank you. Someone got their hand up. Just, oh, no, shout out if you can't see the hands. So some of the things I thought about were that they were so excited, they just forgot, as Sean said. Um, they wanted to get on with their lives. Um, maybe they were proud and they didn't want to acknowledge that anyone had helped them. Maybe uh, they thought, I'd better get to that priest quickly in case this all disappears. 
Uh, they thought it was just like a, a spur-of-the-moment thing that might vanish. They didn't trust Jesus, or they took it for granted. Whatever the reason, only one came back. And I've got another question. Would you have been one of the one that came back, or would you have been one of the nine? Where would you and I be? Would we be rushing off to see the priest and getting back to our families and getting on with our lives, or would we be returning to thank the one who made it possible? What do you think? Where would you be? Would you have gone back? I'm not going to ask you for answers to that question. A bit embarrassing. Another question. How do I know that you're feeling thankful unless you express your thanks? Um, Liz was talking about ways in which she could express her thanks. And there are a lot of ways. We can simply say thank you or I'm grateful for whatever it is the person's done. We can express our gratitude by doing nice things or by giving a thank you gift. And many people do this. Uh, children at the end of a school year often give their teacher a thank you gift. Or if people have been in hospital, they might give the nurses a thank you gift. If you go for a meal at a friend's home, you often take a gift of flowers or chocolates or wine. As an example of saying thank you with gifts, I heard recently about the Archbishop of Canterbury who went uh, to the barber's for a haircut. And when it was finished, he asked the barber how much he owed him. And the barber said, um, it's free, sir. I consider it a service to God. Well, the Archbishop was very grateful. And the next morning when the barber arrived at work, he found a bunch of flowers on the doorstep with a thank you card from the Archbishop. Later that same day, a police inspector turned up. He wanted a trim, and when the barber finished cutting his hair, the policeman asked how much he owed. And the barber said again, I'm counting it as a gift, a service to the Lord. And the next day, when the barber turned up at work, there was a box of donuts. It has to be cakes if it's the police, doesn't it? A box of donuts and a thank you card on the doorstep. That afternoon, a cabinet minister came for a haircut. And when the barber had finished, he told the surprised but pleased MP that there was no charge as he considered it a service to God. The next day when the barber arrived at work, there was a queue of MPs. <laughs> How not to express gratitude. Do you ever express your gratitude to those who serve us on a Sunday? Do you ever thank uh, the guy doing the PA, or the lady usually doing the song prayer. Do you thank the band, the elders, or the preacher? I don't want to rush this morning, thank you. But we need to express our thanks for people to know that we are thankful. And it's often harder to express our gratitude at home, where with people we're with all the time. They tend to get the sharp end of our tongue instead of the thankfulness that we sometimes think. But it is important to be grateful and to express that gratitude for all that's done for us day by day. So how do we show God our thankfulness? 
We often spend more time asking God for things than thanking him. But the Bible repeatedly tells us the importance of giving thanks. And in 1 Thessalonians 5:18, we can read, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Not just when things go well, but always. And Liz referred to that earlier. Whatever is going on in our lives, we know that God is with us and he will help. He will be with us. There are so many reasons to be thankful to God for all he's done. So many reasons. But I think the most important reason is that God wanted us as his children. He's adopted us as his children. We're going to watch a short video clip from a film called October Baby. It's about a girl called Hannah who was adopted as a child. She's grown up now. She's being taken to start college by her adoptive parents. Okay, I think that's the last of it. Call us, all right? Let us know who your roommate is. Try not to pick anybody too weird. I'll be fine, Dad, if you're coming. <laughs> okay. I God wants us. He chose each one of you. He wanted each one of you. He wants each one of you to be his child. And we can thank him for that. Whatever happens in our lives. And you could see how much that thank you meant to Hannah's adoptive father. Let's tell God how much we appreciate what he's done for us. And let's thank each other. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you wanted us, that you chose us to be your children. Help us to thank you day by day for all that you have done for us and help us to have grateful lives and to express that gratefulness to those around us, to be people marked by an attitude of thankfulness. Help us, Lord. Amen. I believe Jason and the band are coming back. Thank you, Christine. If you're able to, please stand.
Let's just take that in for a moment. Where you are, if you are comfortable with it, could you close your eyes? There might be something in your life that you're uh, struggling with. Let's offer that to, to God this morning. Where you are, God knows your needs, he knows your cares and your worries and doubts. Where you are, just offer that to God. He accepts you as you are. And he comes running to you, just like in that video. He comes running to you. He loves you and he cares for you. Lord, we ask, come have your way in us this morning. We need you in our situations. Lord, we long for more of you. And we thank you, Lord, that you do provide. We thank you for what you've done. And we remember, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels 
Thank you for all that you've done for us. So we praise you and thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jason and the band. Um, we've now got Mari. Um, yeah, she's making an, uh, an entrance here to pray for us. <laughs> I love dressing up. I've found out over the years that not everybody does. Who here likes dressing up? Yes, not many. Who doesn't like dressing up? What? Well, I've worked out that we're all different, but we can thank God that we're all different and we all like a variety of things. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that we are all different and that we like all sorts of different people. Some of us like chatty people. Some of us like quiet people. Some of us like funny people, and some of us like clever people. Thank you, God, that because we are all different, we can, all, we can tell people about you in a variety of ways. Some of us will talk a lot. Some of us will talk a little. Some of us will write encouraging cards or texts. Some of us like to invite to church or to a church event. Father God, whichever way we feel more comfortable showing God's love to our friends. I pray that you give us opportunities and that we are bold enough to take them. As I pray for opportunities, listen to God. Maybe he might drop the name of a friend into your mind, someone that you can share God's love with and I'll pause before each opportunity. I pray that you might have an opportunity to invite a friend to church or to Alpha. I pray that you might have an opportunity to let someone know that you are praying for them. I pray that you might have an opportunity 
to explain something different, uh, sorry, to explain something of God's love to the people that you meet. I pray that you might have an opportunity to say what God has done in your life. I pray you might have an opportunity to pray with somebody. Help us all to be bold, to rely on you as we step out in faith. If a name has dropped into your mind, know that your perfect Father is with you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's amazing, Mari, and thank you so much. That outfit, I speak for everyone here, I'm sure, is absolutely amazing. So here ends our special summer series. I don't know about anyone else, but I have honestly loved being able to sit around tables and just get to know different people. Um, if you're one of the new people that I've gotten to know, it's been great. Um, and as well, I think we should normalise activity sheets for adults. Uh, <laughs> I have especially enjoyed those. Thank you to whoever is creating those. Um, I really appreciate it. And it's been amazing to look at our culture values as a church and see how we can take ownership for that for ourselves and how we can build into that culture in, in what we do. So I'm going to hand over to Andrew for some notices. Yeah, so we've just got a um, few notices. So the first one is this, that's Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday is the hour of prayer. Um, that's 8 o'clock here at the Maltings. Um, so it's a great opportunity to um, meet together and pray with one another. Um, We'll be praying for children, so going back to school, among other things. So it'd be great to have um, yeah, as many um, people here as possible you know, joining us for that. Where's my going? Ah, if you, it's your first time here, um, it's great to have you. Um, it's great that you've been able to join with us. Hopefully, as you came in um, by one of our welcome team, the people in the bright yellow T-shirts, you'd have been given a welcome pack. Um, bright orange pack, and within that is a Connect card. So this is a card that you can um, fill out to um, give us a little bit more information about yourselves, give us an opportunity to um, help you answer any questions that you may have. So if you have one of those, um, please do fill it in, and we have a welcome box. Um, it's the offering and welcome box over on the left-hand side over there. Pop it in there, or give it to someone in the yellow T-shirt, and I'm sure they'll be able to get it back to the right place as well. Um, so, yeah, great if you could do that. And just as Nathan comes up to explain what's going to happen next week, those of you that um, provided cakes for Davo and Caroline's wedding, there are still a few um, dishes outside. So Rosie and Steve have asked if anyone could go and have a look and see if there's anything of theirs there. So, Nathan. Um, we also have these culture cards. Um, you can find them on the table um, to my left, your right. And if you would like to take one of these home as a reminder of what our cultures are and our value is as a church, then you can go help yourself to those. They'll be on the table. Thank you, Nathan. Wonderful. Thank you, Andrew and Jess. Yeah, just one last thing uh, to make mention of. I don't know, as Mari prayed, I was going, this is so helpful and 
yeah, God, do this in me. And, um, but I was actually also thinking, isn't this great that Mari's praying into this? And I'm about to share what I'm about to share, um, which is that next Sunday we have a, a friend called Ed Mellish uh, from Basingstoke coming to preach to us. And he's going to be equipping us in how we can share the gospel um, with others. If you're anything like me, I've got all this kind of built up desire to share the gospel and yet it just kind of dribbles out here and there and it never kind of fully gets out in the way in which I'd like it to or hope for it to. And uh, I'm hoping that Ed's going to come and just help unlock that uh, in us. And so I just want to really encourage you. Ed is a brilliant communicator. He's funny, uh, but he's also really to the point and helps bring uh, practical things to life. And uh, he's shared at our Alpha Course Taster Sessions uh, twice as well. And he's going to be doing our Alpha Course Taster Session this coming term as well. So he's a good friend from Basingstoke. He's going to serve us really well. I just want to encourage each and every one of us uh, to be there next week to, to hear from him and to hear from God ultimately as well. Other than that, we're going to finish there. Teas and coffees we served out in the cafe area. We hope you can stick around and enjoy uh, just chatting with people and getting to know new people. But it's been great to be together. Thank you for everyone who's served this morning. We really appreciate you. And see you next week.